4: Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome back to Monster Movie Funtime Go, or if this is your first time listening, welcome. I am your host, Honey Bee.
0: And I am your other host, Precious D.
4: And we are a few best friends uh, making our way through the history of kaiju movies. We started in 1933 with King Kong, and we have made it to 1996... With Gamera 2, Attack of the Legion. Holy crap, I can't believe we've made it to 96. Uh, but yeah, here we are, Gamera 2, Attack of the Legion. Uh, go ahead, tell us about the cast and the budgets and yeah. the things. Precious? Also
0: uh, called just Attack of Legion, and I saw one translation that called it Advent of Legion.
4: I saw that too, Yeah.
0: Japanese title is Gamma 2 Region Shurai, which means Gamera 2 Invasion of Legion. Yeah, it's uh, from '96. It's in color. It is produced by Dai Films, but distributed by Toho. And yet they still Ooh. have not worked out that Gamera vs. Godzilla team up.
4: <laughs> too epic. It's too epic.
0: It's 100 minutes, and the box office was 6.5 million. But I don't see what the cost was. That's no. uh, dollars. And directed by Shuzuki Kaneko, who would go on to direct a, another Gamera film, but also a Godzilla film. So good for him.
4: Oh, heck yeah! Isn't this is the same director, right, from the first uh, for Guardian of the Universe? I
0: believe. I believe it is. I think so.
4: Though. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yes, he directed all three of these movies. He did not direct the fourth kind of standalone one that comes later, but he will direct in 2001 Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. But before we get into it much further, we've got a little bit of kaiju news. Ooh, The... Biggest news is that we've already booked our hotel room for next year's G-Fest.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, baby.
0: So the thing is, those hotel rooms, the uh, convention rate rooms, tend to go pretty quickly. When we found out about... Uh, when we decided to go this year, they were already long gone. So they announced just, what, a week, two weeks after... <laughs> the convention closed, that the link was up for next year. So I went ahead and booked them because that Motel 6 we stayed in was shit.
4: (laughs) It wasn't that bad. We just didn't have a working fridge.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And not as bad as the uh, cricket infested one we stayed in on the way back.
4: Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. That was a legion in itself. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That entire hotel, it wasn't just the room. That entire hotel was just under siege from swarms of stuff so uh (laughs) there you go um the other news is that the video is up on our youtube channel from my presentation at this year's g fest and i'm already finding more and more things that i could maybe just do a rpg update panel next year we'll see I mean, it's just a couple things so far, but if it keeps up like this, there will be enough things to just do a new updated panel. But the real news is there's a teaser trailer out for Godzilla Minus One. Wow!
1: Wow, wow,
0: So go onto the YouTube and find that. Looks pretty good.
4: Yeah, go watch that, baby. hot off the press. Yeah.
0: And in sort of kaiju news, kaiju convention news, of course we've mentioned this before, but in just a few short weeks... We will be at Kaiju Go in Fort Worth. You can check that out at kaijugo.com. And there's another little mini convention coming up in November in Dallas. And we are sponsors of that. And that is the D- the DAMCon or the D-A-M-Con. I believe it's meant to stand for Destroy All Monsters. And I don't have a handy URL for that, but we'll put it in the show notes. And it's all over our Instagram and stuff. So we are official sponsors of that little mini convention.
4: Yeah, check it out. Hope to see you there.
0: Yeah, we'll be hanging out all day. Go. (laughs) The guys from Kaiju Assault will be there. So that reminds me, I'm gonna put one of our Gfest interviews later in the episode. So I guess I may as well put in the one with the Kaiju Assault guys and the author. Dane G. Kroll. He is in on that interview, too. From Realm of Goryo. Goryo? I think it's how I pronounces the monster. Anyway, we did a nice interview with those guys, and the Kaiju Assault guys will be at the Damcon. Woo! So, uh, now on with Gamera versus Legion. Attack of Legion. Our cast is Toshiyuki Nagashima as... JG, SDF, Chemical School Officer, Lieutenant Colonel Watarase. Wow. JG is just the Japanese Ground Self-Defense Force, basically the Army, as opposed to, like, the Air Self-Defense Force, or the, I guess they call it the Naval Self-Defense Force. Uh, Miko Mizuno as Midori Honami, a curator at the Sapporo Science Center. And I think we're finally at the point... Where she's just a scientist. She is not <laughs> a lady scientist.
4: Yay! She's
0: just allowed to be a scientist without any commentary about it. So, progress. Tamotsu Ishibashi, uh, Defense Force Captain Hanatani. Mitsuro Fukikoshi as NTT Network Engineer Obitsu. He seemed to be working, I don't know what NTT is, but he seemed to be working directly with Midori at the Science Center. Ayoko mm-hmm. Fujitani as Asagi Kusanagi, back from the previous film, a young girl with a psychic connection to Gamera.
4: Yay, Asagi!
0: So they're trying to make her uh, Miki Sagusa. Like
4: Miki, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I, she's I the remember next one. last in the. Yeah, and. and, and I didn't think that she did as much in this movie, but I really, really appreciated her presence. Like, I appreciated the comeback. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's almost just a cameo because she doesn't really have much direct effect at all on anything. She's just like, hi, remember me? I'm here too. (laughs) Uh, Yasuki Kawazu as Akio Nojiri. That's uh, Hanomi's supervisor. Akira Ohashi as Gamera. Mizuho Yoshida as Legion. Ooh, All of them? Y- Yuki-jo, uh, y- Yukijiro Otaru as Beer Factory Guardsman and former Fukuoka Police Officer Osako who witnessed the encounter with Gaius in the pre- previous film.
4: Man, he was hilarious. I really I really loved his little scene.
0: So he and uh, Asagi are the through line. They are both in all three of these movies.
4: Hell yeah.
0: Honeybee thoughts, first impressions, feelings? goals, oh,
4: aspirations. Man. Um... <laughs> Wow, these kaiju look amazing. I I don't know if there was much changed about Gams this movie, but it did look. I'm not sure, but there did look to be like a little bit more detail in his suit. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that could just be because I did watch it. Like, sometimes I watch movies on my phone, and sometimes I watch them on a TV. Like, it depends on where I'm at in the world. Um, right. So I can't tell if there was actually more detail in Gamera's suit or if I could just see it better on the bigger <laughs> screen. But the kaiju looked amazing. Like, wow. I, I can't even get over the special effects in this movie, The just the kaiju in general in this movie, the sets. It's so, so good. This... Like, Heisei-era Gamera is just such a game changer, really. And it was so, there's so many parts in this movie that were, like, gory. Um, Like I said, I really liked Asagi's, like, presence, like, her coming back. I did feel like the people in this movie weren't as, uh, like, the characters didn't go as far as, like, the last movie, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't as much, um, like, development, maybe. But uh-huh. they were still awesome. I thought they were very well acted. The characters were great. The kaiju was amazing. The kaiju battles were just like so freaking epic and just like, holy shit, like so crazy. I honestly was didn't know that if it could get better after Guardian of the Universe because like Gamera and Gaios just like, wow. But man, Legion kind of reminds me too of Destroya and not because they're similar, just because of how much that I loved them and couldn't believe like, you know, Destroya almost like takes Godzilla out. It's so crazy. And like I feel the same way about Legion. Like holy shit, almost gamma's almost like no match for this power. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. so it really it's so action packed from the very beginning and it never loses it. There's such a good ratio of like people shit to kaiju shit. Um, I just thought overall, it's a really, really well-rounded film. It's so good. There were so many things that I loved about it. Um, yeah, I think initial thoughts are just like, wow, man, this is uh, very impressive.
0: Uh, Destroya did take Godzilla out. There was just a spare left over at the end, remember?
4: Don't say
0: that! <laughs> How could you? <laughs> uh <laughs> But speaking of watching it, you can watch it on Amazon Prime or on Pluto TV free with ads.
4: Nice. Oh, I think it might be on YouTube also. I watched it on Prime, but when I was like looking things up, I think I saw it on YouTube also.
0: I see it for rent on YouTube.
4: Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. I don't think it's up there.
0: I don't think it's and on Google Play and Apple TV. But if you want to watch oh, it for okay. free,
4: yeah, you for can sure.
0: go to, if you already have Prime, or you can suffer through the ads and watch it on Pluto. <laughs> and it's a good thing I actually took notes this time. Because nice. here's the Wikipedia summary. One year after the battle oh. between Gamera and Gaos, Japan is invaded by a race of insect-like silicon-based alien life forms dubbed Legion that attempt to make Earth their new home, Gamma returns to Japan in order to defeat the aliens. The end.
4: Well, wow! Oh my gosh!
0: And I didn't realize that, but I decided to actually take notes this time, and it's a good thing <laughs>
4: I did. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's funny. I took notes as well.
0: So we start off with some computer shit, bunch of screens, little some doodly doot
4: Oh, and also the music that we start out with is kind of like James Bondy. Like it's a little 007e <laughs> in the beginning. I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Action packed <laughs> from the very beginning. The title sequence, the title sequence, and the title sequence music were sick.
0: The music is by Kao Otani, 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 Kao Otani, Kao with a K. Um, then we get a bunch of Americans saying American stuff. I think they were stock footage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're, uh, I think they were just like some NASA stock footage or something because a lot of the vo- voiceover, they're not, it cuts away or their lips are kind of moving, but they don't seem to quite sync up with what mm-hmm. they're saying.
4: And the voices are very obviously like dubbed, like not, yeah, like they're really yeah. cartoony almost.
0: <laughs> and I, I part watched this subtitled and part watched it dubbed because I have it on Blu-ray and it gives you both options on the Blu-ray. Nice. Uh, there's a, but they're talking about a, there's 48 hours before a freak meteor shower or no, 48 hours before something. And they, they're saying to t- just tell them, just say it's a freak meteor shower, but they know it's not. And we cut to a field trip and our heroine, for the
4: babies.
0: uh, Midori is, is leading some kind of field trip from the science center, I guess. Mm -hmm. to watch meteors, but she gets a call from her supervisor saying that basically there's a big-ass meteor heading right for you. (laughs) And before they can evacuate, it hits nearby, and we get a title card.
4: Camera two. Bam, bam, bam.
0: And uh, we cut to a military base where a disaster squad has been requested and the army goes out to examine the crater and there's no meteor and they talk about some of the markings making it look like it slowed down decelerated somebody talks about the okay i can't remember Tuskunga? tukunga (laughs) the big impact in russia that left no meteor behind because it was a big chunk of ice and so it sort of exploded right above the ground, f- flattened all the trees into a bowl like shape for miles around, but didn't leave an actual meteor behind. It was like a piece of a comet, it was a big chunk of ice. So they're speculating that maybe it was something like that. And then there's a news it report. Definitely about it definitely
4: couldn't be aliens.
0: <laughs> yeah. The thing is, th- these people just a year ago. Had to deal with Gamma and Gaos, but they didn't come from outer space, so right. they I don't this immediately is the first time jump that to
4: we've, that we've had like an alien type situation in a Gamera film.
0: No, 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 no. Vi- virus and a couple of the others. There's been oh, a couple okay. that came from outer space, or they go to outer space. Um, you remember all those space ladies and Panchitos oh, yeah. and Panchitas oh, yeah, getting yeah. onto yeah. spaceships and shit. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I just always think about, like, when we do, like, Godzilla movies, like, it's usually Um, something from space. And I
0: think originally he came from outer space, but in this series he's implied that he's from Earth and is just ancient and is some kind Uh of ancient guardian of Earth. But in the original series, he came here from, from somewhere else. Anyway, we go to the Sapporo Science Center and they're having computer problems and they can't it's working but they can't connect to the network and she's talking to this guy man this movie <sighs> this movie is a real throwback to the tepid romances that don't go anywhere there's sort of a threat of a love triangle but it just never materializes so this is our first uh, look at one of the angles uh, Obitsu Obitsu the uh, tech guy is trying to help her fix the computer it can't seem to do anything. Uh, But it seems to me throughout the film that this guy likes her. But it doesn't go anywhere at all. And then they start getting calls about green glow towards Lake Shikotsu. And so Midori and her boss get in a car or a truck or something and drive out there to investigate. And then it stalls out. I don't know if this is a bunch of sort of Close Encounters influenced stuff. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm -mm. The aliens have a tendency to make electronics stop working.
4: In that movie. Yeah, I thought that was weird because, like, when they say that, when he's like, "Oh, like the car stalls out and everything goes dark," and she's like, "What's happening?" and he's like, "Oh, maybe all of the, you know, maybe all of the electronics don't work." And it's like, "But you're driving a car. Is it an electric car? What year is it? I don't think so." Well, no, there but there's electric.
0: But there's electronics in your car that if they don't work, there's, you know, the battery and the alternator and all that kind of stuff. If there's an electromagnetic pulse or something interfering with electrical currents or something like that, it is going to make your car fuck up. Hmm. It, it doesn't have to be electrical powered. There's enough other electrical stuff going on. You know, there's a battery in there and stuff.
4: Yeah, I guess so.
0: And then the army... uh confronts them is like hey this is restricted space and then cuts immediately to them helping fix the car (laughs) getting it started again so whatever is affecting it it didn't permanently damage the car they were able to get it going again and then they start talking with the army guys about what they're doing there and the research and something about the meteor moving and why would the meteor cloud suddenly come to earth i mean that's We pass through clouds of stuff all the time, and that's why we get meteor showers. And it seemed like a weird question to me. (laughs) Although, usually we do know, because we've plotted things out so well these days, we usually know when there's going to be a big shower, because it's something we know we're going to pass through. Yeah. So, this did seem like a surprise. I mean, any day of the week, you might get a meteor or two. Uh, If you're somewhere where the sky's dark, any night you'll see a few if you look long enough. But then, uh, oh, one of the guys goes to light a cigarette and the lighter flares up really big. Which we'll find out later is because there's excess oxygen in the area. Then we cut to a beer factory.
4: (laughs) I love this part. I love these dudes. They made me laugh.
0: So, um, and I didn't recognize him at first, but they do a newspaper reveal on our former police detective. You know what I mean? He's reading the newspaper yeah. while the other guy's talking, and then he puts the newspaper down, and we're all supposed to go, hey, it's that guy. Only it's I didn't that recognize.
4: guy. <laughs> yeah, and then even like their conversation when he's like, Aren't, weren't you, didn't you do this in the last film? And he's like, "Nah." Not exactly. I couldn't hack it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just in case you didn't recognize him, they have a conversation about how he used to be a detective. Right. And they stumble on some creatures messing around with the beer. And there's, there's a purple glow. The sound
4: effects of the like, tink, 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 tink of the like little insect feet. Oh, so creepy. (laughs) So good.
0: So the, there's a, uh, purple Glow, and then they see the monster, and it spills a bunch of beer.
4: And we see an eyeball.
0: Oh, and this uh, actor will also be... I wrote this in my notes before I realized that the director was going to direct the, the Godzilla movie. That actor is going to be in that Godzilla movie, so that would be why.
4: Oh, hell yeah. Nice.
0: So, let's see. Um, the, the monster spills the beer, and then we cut to NTT... Oh, in hokkaido i don't, I never looked up what ntt for national technology something i don't I have no idea and midori's there yeah and in this out. part
4: she says something about uh she says something about gamara and gaio so we really know at, yeah. like we already knew but we really know at this point like oh okay this is like a real sequel You know, sometimes we get a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's kind of like, do they know what happened in the last film? But here we really see like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that happened. Everybody knows what happened in the last film.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And she notices they're tracking these reports of weird shit. And she notices that they are moving north and (laughs) the cell phone rings. And (laughs) uh, what's his name is like, come over here to answer it because computers and cell phones don't mix. I don't. I don't remember that ever being the case. I don't know what he's talking about.
4: Well, you know, how, like I've seen that in like hospitals, you know, you can't have cell phones in hospitals because they like fuck up with certain computers, certain, certain monitoring things.
0: They used to claim it was an issue on airplanes. I'm not sure if it ever actually was. <laughs> Cause I remember way back some, some uh, reading something about it. it's not really an issue. They just don't, I don't know what they're, <laughs> reasoning was they just thought it could potentially be an issue and didn't because it's an airplane they didn't want to take any chances so anyway the army has called maduri about the beer and she goes to check it out and because because the guy remembered what she said so he called her in to consult about it and she says what a waste of beer Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we find out that they that they actually sort of just took the glass The beer, they took the glass and left the beer behind. They didn't just, they didn't break the bottles and spill the beer. They chemically dissolved the glass, leaving the beer behind.
4: That is a fucking waste. That is a waste of beer.
0: Uh, And we watch a video of uh, Osako being traumatized, uh, being interrogated and being obviously traumatized.
4: And he's like, it's like, a crap why me? or it's a bug, or it's something. I don't know. Please believe me. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's very much why me? Why always me? And they talk about how he reported Gao's uh, a year ago or a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's they left behind silicon powder, and the beer was untouched. The glass was chemically dissolved, and then they speculate some about aliens. And then they go outside in the snow where I notice Midori is wearing a very short skirt for the weather.
4: Ugh. The movie is progressive, but we are not. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I'm just saying it was very cold and everybody else was bundled up and she's wearing this really short skirt and I felt bad for her. She's
4: also wearing a jacket and a scarf, so I'm pretty sure she's fine.
0: I don't know. It just seemed like uh, maybe she had thick stockings, uh, but it looked like... <laughs> put, the, put the girl in a short skirt but it's cold out I don't care put her in a short skirt then we cut to the Odori subway where the tunnel is blocked by a wrecked train and uh, the monster sucks out the windows of the new train and attacks
4: oh man this part is traumatizing it is so creepy
0: and surprisingly gory
4: there's just so a quick gory.
0: splatter of somebody's blood on the window. And he's also gone so far as to suck the lenses out of a pair of eyeglasses.
4: Ooh. And spit out the frames. Patooli. Yeah.
0: The frames hit the ground. There's no lenses in them. So we know they were not plastic. And there's, like, blood covering plastic. them. Yeah. Ugh. Let's see. Police block off the subway and give a bullshit story about some hazardous material to the press. And we see policemen getting killed. <laughs> By multiple monsters. And,
4: and they're A so legion, good. Like perhaps? The deaths, the, the, <laughs> the deaths are so good. They're not, like, corny at all. You know what I mean? They're very, very well done.
0: Yeah. And the police... Uh, Midori's watching the news, and the police retreat. And then the building starts exploding in places, and circuits are down, and mobile communications are gone. And then something starts growing out of the building... And the army arrives to kind of take over or coordinate with the police. Um, But this was a weird moment. One of the officers tells the other officer, I think the captain tells the lieutenant colonel that he's not allowed here. But never, I didn't see any explanation of why he wasn't allowed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he doesn't give a shit, he just takes over anyway. There's some readings, the pressure of four atmospheres and oxygen at 87%, which is not normal. And they talk about how they were looking for a germ or a parasite, but found this, but we don't see what they've found. Yeah, they go down into the subway, and they're looking at something, but they don't show us yet what it is.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: They do find some survivors, and then they do this weird thing where it starts cutting to still shots of them, taking the survivors...
4: Yeah, it's it so funny. Artistic. When that started happening, I was, like, thinking, like, oh, shit, what's happening? Like, why is my movie fucking <laughs> up? And I, like, rewound it, and then it did the same thing. I was like, oh, it's, like, yeah, an artsy yeah. effect. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but only in this one part. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Uh, so the lieutenant colonel calls the governor. The captain gives a report on oxygen. Oh, they do, they do the meeting room thing, and there's some map work or at least some big maps in the background and the the captain's Mm -hmm. giving a report on the oxygen and how too much oxygen can be poisonous and the colonel reports that we can't coexist with these aliens we have to fight them to the point of extinction yeesh so wow uh and then he and midori have a conversation about leafcutter ants
4: yeah, and it shows like a whole little you know, we get to see these ants like doing things. Like it shows yeah, us we, a whole it's, little snippet of it's these ants. Sadly,
0: not a film presentation, but but it, it has the effect of one for the audience in that it just cuts to the things that she's talking about.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but they these are the kind of ants that cultivate. They, they said mushrooms. It's it's a fungus. I don't think it's actual like toadstools. But they, they cultivate fungus, and she's speculating that these aliens have a similar relation. The, the the pod. So the big thing that grew out of the building they're referring to as a pod. And she's speculating yeah. that the little chittery alien monsters have a similar relationship to this pod that leafcutter ants have to the fungus that they cultivate.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where they both need each other. Like the the fungus can't like live without the ant and the ant can't live without the fungus kind of
0: thing. Right. Yeah. And then they get a call that the pod is flowering and he asks yeah. what color? She asks what color? I wrote down what color. Did one of them ask that or did I just write that?
4: No, no, no. One of them definitely asked okay. that. What color yeah. is it?
0: I don't I don't know that they ever get an answer or indicate why it might be important. <laughs> Um, maybe they were just curious. Oh, flowers. Pretty. What color are they? (laughs) So (laughs) here comes the
4: queen.
0: Yeah. There's an evacuation order, but the citizens take it with remarkable calm. There's like a police car driving up and down the street with a loudspeaker telling everyone to evacuate. And they just kind of stand there and stare at it. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll evacuate in a minute here. (laughs) Don't rush me. They start making plans to destroy the pod and planting explosives at the root. And then uh, Bandit shows up. <laughs> that's that's their little radio call name for the, the creatures. Bandit. Bandit at 2 o'clock. Bandit at 3 o'clock. Um, so don't, I think they have a little shootout again. Uh-huh. They say it'll be ready in two hours, but the radio's dead. And then the computer guy's doing something for Midori. Oh, they, they, uh, she, so he does a analysis of the explosion that it, they they're, the two of them are afraid that if they blow this thing up, it will cause it to spread its seeds all mm-hmm. over the place and into outer space. Yes.
4: Create
0: and that more maybe pods. that's how, it, maybe that's how it got here to begin with. And that they, the army probably hasn't even considered the possibility and their little, um, computer model that they run sh- shows it overwhelming the whole city, but then there's a systems error. <laughs> the analysis is so distressing that the computer just shuts itself down, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that the city would be devastated. Then there's a, the green glow is back and the pod is activating! No time to escape! And the... Bow uh, to your queen. Peasants. The, the uh, JNSDF deploys and uh, there's a bogey incoming and it's Gamera 30 minutes into da, the movie da, da, da.
4: Gamera, Gamera comes shows spinning up in, fools yeah yuh. Yeah, yeah. I love how fast he is yeah like I feel like in the beginning movies like he was like I don't know he just was like moved a little bit slower I feel like in these movies his shape too like he's more oval shaped Mm-hmm. And he is so fast. Gamera is such a badass.
0: Uh, but yeah, he finally shows up thirty minutes into the movie, and the there is no catchy theme song fight, though to fight, go with him.
4: Fight, 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 fight! No, there's not. He's way too hardcore in this movie for Gamera! Gamera! <laughs> but I
0: miss it. The pod is emitting <laughs> pure oxygen, and they're afraid that this will cause a huge, huge explosion. You know, if they set off their their explosives, and there's all this extra oxygen in the air, it's gonna uh, maybe be bigger than they uh, anticipate. But they decide to do it anyway, and uh, there's a fire in the tunnel. Suddenly, the radio's working. I don't think do they ever fully explain Did I lose you? why the thing is interfering or, with radio and electric frequencies. They do a whole no, gold bloom so. later. Later on, they do some whole go blooming about putting all the pieces together but i don't know that the radio ever the electronics ever no they're mostly
4: just out. like no oh, it's a it's a silicone based life form blah, 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 yeah. blah, but i don't think they really ever talk about why that's happening
0: so Gamera's coming and the army takes positions in the tunnel and Gamera lands hard and yeah. <laughs> retracts his little he's Ganging. got little arm flaps for when he's flying i guess because <laughs> they show a close-up of him retracting them after he lands he does kind of a skid landing, does a semicircle Safe. as he skids around. And uh, so I was at this point, I was watching the dub, but I also had the subtitles on. And in the dub, he's the colonel says, where the hell has he been? But in the subtitles, it says, what's he doing here? Which are two quite different reactions, I think. Because <laughs> well, one is one is like, oh thank goodness he's finally here. What took him so long? And the other one is oh shit, what the fuck does he want? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure which is the true reaction there. Uh, but the army falls back. There's a bit with Gamera inhaling before he does his breath, and I thought it just looked really good. I think what they really did was breathe out some mist or vapor or something and then run the film in reverse so we could see him look like he's inhaling.
4: Mm.
0: Because we can see something going into his mouth as he inhales. Uh, Anyway, he breathes fire at the pod and smashes shit up.
4: Yeah. Kaiju (laughs) battle number one.
0: The soldiers take cover and camera prevented the pod from launching by burning it up. But then the legion yeah, but swarms. He also kind
4: of gets his ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he does kind of get his ass kicked in this. Uh,
0: all the scene. little legions swarm all over him. I also noticed the beer sign in the um, you know, on this on the little tiny toy town. There was a beer um, mm-hmm. a billboard. There's a Coca Cola one too, but it was the same beer as was in the factory. This isn't, an, and it's an actual beer. It's not you know, movie brand beer. It's a real beer. And then the captain quotes Mark. Chapter five, verse nine, he said to the he said to him, what is your name? And he said, I am Legion for we are many, which is a well-known Bible verse, a story about Jesus uh, driving uh, demons out of a man. And this is the one where he drives them into a a herd of pigs and they throw themselves off the cliff. So, but the point Have is that the seen guy Have that
4: movie Legion? I think it's called Legion.
0: There is a movie called Legion like that's a scary about old some angels lady
4: and she's like all the little babies are going to burn. <laughs>
0: is this the one about a bunch of angels and a diner?
4: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I've seen that one.
4: Yeah.
0: But yeah, the point is that the guy is possessed by not just a demon, but multiple demons. Jesus drives them out. So many demons hey, that they are legion.
4: Thanks, Jesus.
0: <laughs> no problem, buddy. Uh, but Gamera goes down. No. But then he takes off erratically and bleeds green all over the building.
4: Ugh, uh, all over the window. They're just like looking out the window and the green blood is just coming down. <laughs> oh, that scene was so good.
0: Ugh. Uh, the Colonel and Midori meet up. Legion looks dead. But then a big one flies out of the building, which then they continue to refer to as the big one throughout the movie. <laughs> At the Tsugara Strait, a plane is confirming a target, trying to shoot Legion, and hits. And it seems to go down, but, uh, but it's not dead. In the morning, they're doing a damage assessment, and there's reporters on the news, and they mention that the body... They hit Legion, but the body was not found.
4: And she kills a lot of fucking people, too. Like, she kills most of the military.
0: Yeah. And then a couple of ski girls are talking to Daddy in New York on the phone. But is one of the ski girls uh, a saggy, or are these just two random ski girls? I think one of them's got to be a saggy, otherwise why do they spend so much time focusing on them? Um, but I didn't realize it was her at the time. I was just like, why are we listening to this? These They're on a payphone and talking you,
4: to... You didn't realize... Girl. She she even has the little necklace from the last... Right.
0: Well, it's A little bit later. Soon after this, when I saw her gripping it, is when I realized it okay. was her. But in this scene, I didn't recognize her. Oh, I see. Midori's researching Gamera on the internet... <laughs> And it's found a Gamera website, but it's in English. It's like an American website. There's not any Japanese ones, I guess. So the boss and the computer guy come to look at it and crash the site, which crashes in a like a piece of paper crumbles up. The website turns into a piece of paper that crumbles up because they've somehow crashed it. And the boss says in the dub, do something. Don't be a bitch. Do something.
4: Jesus.
0: Yeah, he does not say, in the subtitles. He just tells him to do something, but he doesn't tell him not to be a bitch. Wow. Midori goes to the lab where they're dissecting one of the smaller legions, and the colonel's there, and the thing moves a little bit. But um, then uh, we later we see Obitsu in a store waiting. <laughs> he's going to Midori's house but it's a little unclear what's happening at first she i think her parents run a pharmacy and they live upstairs from it so he's standing there awkwardly getting the stink eye from her father while uh, she while he waits for her to come down and get him and so there's a little a little uh, meeting with her and the colonel and obitsu and the whole time the father's kind of concerned about what's going on and the mom keeps you know come on get away from there leave her alone and they talk about legion moving by gas not by muscles his limbs are powered by by gas and they start putting all the pieces together about this silicon and semiconductors and glass and oxygen being released in the production of silicon which is used for or glass is used to produce silicon and uh That it's easy to get, but not as easy in the city. So why would they do it in the city? But I think that's where the electronics come in. And then we see that Midori has a secret booze stash in her bookcase. Uh, And I wrote, she might have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Her father doesn't approve, so she hides it from him. But it's it's also weird because it's a bunch of little tiny bottles like you get either at a hotel or on an airplane so i don't know i think she's been stealing them from somewhere and then hiding them so she can drink secretly which is never a good sign (laughs) and (laughs) there's some joking about having two men in her room and whatever but none of this goes anywhere oh but they they speculate that they communicate electronically and legion doesn't like electromagnetic waves so it's going to go to tokyo because it doesn't like them he's drawn to them to get rid of them i think or something they interfere with his own communication i believe he's using electronic electromagnetic waves to communicate and so our electromagnetic waves are going to interfere so that's why they get shut down i guess anyway this leads them to conclude that he's going to go to tokyo because that's where the most electronic waves are let's take a little break here we'll play part of, we'll play that interview i mentioned earlier
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: This is TJ Storm, and you're listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go.
0: Folks, we're here at G-Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Honeybee's here with me. This is Precious D. And we're talking to the designers and developers of the Kaiju Assault card game.
5: Gentlemen, please
0: introduce yourselves for the audience.
5: I'm Jack Armstrong. I'm Brandon Phillips. And I'm Alan Birkenhoff.
0: Tell us a little bit about your game, the mechanics, uh, the lean point. towards me. So <laughs> I, okay.
1: okay. Um, so
0: uh, we designed a
1: giant monster fighting card game, taking a lot of the elements from the 70s up to the, about the mid-90s uh, giant monster movies that we loved growing up as a kid, we found a way to translate that, what we visually saw, into a card game that we built from the ground up. So it doesn't play like other card games such as, like, your Magic and your Pokemon. Mm. Those are all fine and great games, and, I mean, clearly they're successful, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> they didn't scratch the itch that i and jack and alan had with what we like with our interest in our hobbies and so started with a coin flip and kind of ended with us
2: marketing and selling our game great wow
0: so it it's not a collectible card game Yes.
2: no it is not a collectible card game in the sense that you're like building your own deck or anything like that Uh, everyone's playing from the same deck in kaiju assault okay two to four players in that one deck so, you can add expansions, but all the expansions are just building on what's there. Right. It's giving you more monsters and more options. Good. There
5: are some event exclusive cards that can be considered collectible because mm-hmm. they're only sold at that event, but overall, it's not.
0: But it's not a money pit like Magic the Gathering. Exactly.
5: <laughs> that's That's not the phrase I wanted to use yeah. earlier.
1: <laughs> uh, but since you said it, yes. we're just going to run
0: with that. I you have said. strong feelings about that. Um, <laughs> marketing technique yes <laughs> yeah. we, uh, you
5: you buy the starter set you have everything you need to play and it's your choice to go beyond that
1: good good cool. and it's a it's a situation of we may discontinue a set but it's not because it was a defunct set it's just because we moved on to like another set so there may be only a couple two three four hundred printings of a card but it's not like going to Magic or another, you know, Pokemon, mm-hmm. where they, well, you can't have that card because it, it's, it's broken or yeah. you know, blah 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 blah. It's not one of those situations. It's we redesigned it. We made a new version. So there are multiple in, uh, incarnations rather of cards, but nothing is ever blind bagged and mm-hmm. unattainable. Right. Yeah. You can yeah. attain from yeah. us. Yeah,
0: it's it's not the baseball card. Blind <laughs> packaging technique of selling.
2: If you buy a set, you're getting everything from that set. There is okay. no need to buy multiples of the right. same thing. Right. Chase figures or, yeah. or anything of the yeah.
0: sort. Now I uh, I play a lot of Munchkin and I have a tendency to buy everything that comes out, but when they said they were turning Munchkin well, they were making a collectible card game version of Munchkin, and I was like, Nope nope yeah. not gonna do it not gonna not, not,
2: good good plan yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but i st- but still they just released the new set tied into a different thing and i buy it anyway and
2: well so
1: today they, they've got so you on the crack well. line man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> your, your nose is drying up they need to and the that. thing
0: is since the <laughs> uh, pandemic i never get to play anymore anyway mm. all my role-playing games are online now so oh. so i certainly don't get to play any munchkin
2: well, but, you're always uh, welcome to play Kaiju Assault with us.
0: Yeah, so give us a little bit of an overview of the the mechanics of the game. How does it
2: work? Uh, well, uh, did you want to take this, or do you want me to take this? Um, I spoke first. You're more the ones to
1: speak right. again. I'll allow uh, it this one time. So, <laughs> uh,
2: as Brandon mentioned earlier, Kaiju Assault is a game about monsters fighting the monsters. You're not trying to find out who's taking out more of the city, not destroying anything else. Uh, you are attacking the monsters instead of attacking the player. So unlike Magic, you're not focusing on who's going to beat whose player, you're trying to take out their monsters directly. Um, the game is broken into five different tiers of monsters. Yes, I try to kill But uh, We have uh, five different tiers of monsters and they range from tier ones costing three points and tier five monsters costing seven points. Uh, a typical game you can run would need ten points. You can also do larger games. I usually say ten or twenty points is a normal game you'll use those points to build your army, so to speak, blind drawing from the tops of those tier piles.
5: So you use the points as you would money. So you have $20 to spend on your monsters.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. And and then you (laughs) would
5: (laughs) an awkward
2: pause. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I was waiting for you to continue. So once you've got your monsters set up, you're going to start your turns by rolling for your attacks. So each monster will have its different attacks and abilities and depending on the attacks and abilities of those cards, you'll roll your dice to see if you can hit or miss your target. Evens hits, odds miss. Very simple. Nice. Uh, All the rules are condensed down to four rule cards front and back. Also very simple. Good. One of them has pictures. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I designed that. (laughs) <laughs> we do recommend ages seven and up just simply because there is division, subtraction, mm-hmm. addition, multiplication. Okay. okay. And educational percentages. uh however I have been beaten at my own game by a five year old. So uh, don't think that just because one of us created the game or that someone's played it longer doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're I don't not think going I've won a game in I don't know how long. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's how you that's know a good game.
2: Uh, We we stride ourselves on balancing, (laughs) so we've spent so much time balancing. Uh, One of the cards we recently came out with in the newest set, the legendary set, is called Serapakaiju. Kaiju is a monster that we've had the art done and completed for for four years. We beta test these things to make sure and repetitively make sure that they are going to work in the game as we want them to work and fit correctly within the tiers that we put them in
5: beta testing is usually three hours total 40 minutes of play and the rest is arguing and throwing things at each other. <laughs> bickering.
0: Yeah. The, B, the B in beta is for bickering.
5: Yeah, it's where you, it's where
1: you ultimately determine who your real friends. Are. <laughs> <laughs> it, you it's can have, battle. Yeah, you, you <laughs> can <laughs> have the heartfelt conversation if your card sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody takes it truly personal. That's uh, that's exactly what that boils down. Who to to designed this? Trash. A little
2: personal, <laughs> yeah. a little, little personal sometimes. Um, so, but we have mechanics in there that are more than just simply attacks. You have grab attacks from the Showa series. We took implements of that idea, where you can hold the monster and have another monster attack them without having them get out of the way. Uh, so instead of having to roll a die, you just—he's already grabbed. He's held. He can't get out. I'm just gonna hit him. Uh, then also we had the beam battles. If you from roll the a six,
5: series. yes.
2: Mm-hmm. If you roll a six with a beam against a target that also has a beam available, creates a beam battle and you both have to roll off so you get the highest number and the loser takes the damage at the highest of the two Okay.
0: Games. So that's when the they're both shooting their beams and they hit each other and then it's a little bit of back and forth and then Correct. somebody's beam overcomes. Yeah, that can
1: be pretty lethal whenever you have a 100-point beam and you hit a target with a six and they have a 500 point beam and you go three rounds which every time you have to roll off you add a hundred and then you find out that you just lost the beam battle and you take like 700 to your face and you only had 400 HP yep (laughs) which happened to me earlier today
4: Uh, yeah that sounded specific very specific
1: (laughs)
0: Uh, tell me a little bit about the monsters. These are your original monsters? Uh, mostly? Yes. Um, so,
1: Jack, as far as the starter pack goes, he created Well, We all created monsters. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'd say that the bulk of the starter pack came from Alan and myself. Uh-huh. Yes. I like to joke that Alan is the uh, Kaiju Wrangler. And... <laughs> um, we yeah, kind of just right. We just sit down with ideas, and it's like, hey, I think it'd be cool if a monster had this name or was this concept. Like, I've got a guy, his name is Ten Pin, and uh, at one time, I was a pretty avid bowler, and by that, I mean, I would watch people bowl, and I thought I was doing it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I thought it'd be really cool uh, if, like, if for those familiar with, like, Power Rangers or what have you, Lord Zedd would always like take concepts or items and make them into monsters, and he's most notorious for the giant purse. But uh, I thought, well, what if- Chico machines and such. Yeah, what would happen if Lord Head made like uh, a bowling monster, and in doing so, that's where uh, my artist, I'm like, this is what I want, and he started, he like made shoulders out of bowling balls, and you know, his spines were made out of bowling pins, And created some backstory for it, and it tends to be everybody's kind of a favorite whenever they realize what they're looking at. And then Alan, which I'll let him go into detail on his stuff, but he likes to look at it from a story point of view but then he turns around and tries to make it forcefully educational. <laughs> and so you can tell it's his card because it's big words. Uh, <laughs> all <laughs> those words, words are in another language. Yeah. Uh,
5: French uh, words. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and so uh, I'll let you mumble about that.
5: Okay, so yeah, I, I may start with any sort of influence, being a picture an idea or a name and from that i'll use that as a focus for the different p- attacks and powers like uh the one of the main monsters i think i'm probably most known for is budgie gary yes. uh <laughs> which awesome. is a, a giant budgie a parakeet <laughs> yeah. and so i came up with the backstory that there's a guy who borrowed money from the mob who was going to make a film with it well he spent it before he got it so the mob's coming for him and he needs to make a movie quick so he grabs his daughter's parakeet and has a makes a small city and then films the parakeet stomping through the city and then films a couple of human actors and then makes Zarkor kind of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all the attacks are like Gamma Ray, which is uh, Gamma Ray is uh, the place where the parakeets were originally found, and little stuff like that. Uh, and so he's got like a sonic screech because parakeets screech, right. and then he's got a mimicry because they can mimic nice. voices in that. Yeah. So he's got a pretty lethal attack that he can mimic the last attack thrown at him. But on the card, he looks just like a sweet little parakeet <laughs> no destroying worries. a city.
1: Nothing special. Okay. <laughs>
5: yeah, and he, so he's one of my favorites. But I usually, as I say, I do try to mix in some education, languages, math, uh, scientific terms, uh, there's one, a uh, couple I'm working on that are English terms and based on languages and stuff. So uh, this teacher's
1: gonna love the use. Yeah. <laughs>
5: and I want people to s- play the game, see the word, and then later they associate, I've seen that term before. Right. And then it sinks home that it, it, it makes the, the, the moment of rec- uh, recognition and it all brings it together.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, and you've licensed a few monsters?
5: Yes. From
0: Uh, our upcoming guest here in a moment.
1: uh, Yay. Uh, Everybody loves Dane. Um, Dane's chilling on the um, floor
0: over there, folks.
1: It was kind of an, I don't want to say it was an accident, uh, but uh, Dane, who I'm assuming you'll hear from here in a bit, he, uh, it was just several G-Fests ago back when we were in the other hotel. He basically spent three days of listening to me say the same thing over and over again. (laughs) This uh, table was right next to our yeah, okay. uh, yeah, And the artist dally at the time. You know Exactly. And as it was mentioned, is uh, as far as stamina goes, you have to treat the first customer the same way you treat the last customer, and vice versa. And I'm typically really good at being as consistent as possible. And, well, that means Dane heard me at, like, a level <laughs> seven uh, for, you know, three days. And then finally, just one day, he reached in and goes... What do I have to do to get my monsters in your game? <laughs> <laughs> and it was Not much. it was kind of like, a, oh, I have to know something about your monsters, but okay. And he gave me some books. I gave him a starter pack and some stuff. And it was a handful of months later, I sat down to actually read the books. And uh, I started sending him like thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, he kind of had the idea that that wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, and like nothing was gonna happen, and then he started getting these like obscene text messages um, from me. And it, when nothing I say obscene, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say obscene, his chest is on the internet, by the yeah, uh, Well, um, it was just like, hey, this monster does this, that's cool, you know. And yes, I censor myself, um, but with that, we, we he was just not. like, oh, wait, you're actually reading the book, yeah. And so I came up with some ideas. But he led into uh, another author that reached out and said, Hey, I know she got this game. What would it it do to have like a whole page of licensed characters? I'm willing to loan you my characters and blah, blah, blah. And then that ended up within like a four or five month time period. I wound up with four licenses and contracts and Dane being one of them. And it's kind of a 10% deal since we have to typically, we front for the art and Mm -hmm. the printing and we just, whatever we do, we give the artist, uh, the creator 10%, and then we take off of our sales. And every time we print, they get their cut as long as they're allowing us to print. And with Dane, it has spawned, and I think we're on our... fifth or so pack? I've uh, kind of lost We've got
2: fourth, four maybe. expansions directly, and we've got a whole bunch of exclusive cards. Yeah, yeah.
1: so the, so as we mentioned exclusive, he actually has cards we don't sell, so there are indeed chase cards out there. <laughs>
5: so I think Brandon just Bastards. does this so we can get early copies of the book. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, so, I do books.
1: receive early <laughs>
3: copies Oh, How helpful that is. <laughs> <laughs> missing chapters. But,
0: oh, that early.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, so you're telling me I have to reread read the books <laughs> yes. no
0: now that everything's in order yeah yeah
1: so, I, so I do that's kind of how that i happened.
0: do a little bit of writing myself and i do tend to write in little patches and then try to piece it all back together yeah. and okay. make sure and then go through and say okay did i leave anything else out or did i go from point a to point c and not connect those two things so sometimes there's a little patchwork that needs to be done when you think you're finished
5: so dane just joined us yes hello everybody we're going to talk to dane (laughs) we're
0: going to talk to dane here but quickly gentlemen tell me where can we find your games
1: um so the easiest way to find the game not that i want everybody to go to our website uh we actually have four prime members we are available on amazon um if you do that please leave a review and such it helps us but it also helps uh the algorithm you can go to kaijuassault.com Which is a very easy Google search from what I'm told. And uh, we have a store and everything is essentially available on the store to some degree of a bundle or uh, starter pack concepts. We even have some posters and some other things. But we typically wait several weeks after we release a new pack. So we debut pretty much everything at G Fest and we pretty, that's where you get the new content Mm -hmm. and it'll take it a month or two before that content is available on the site. So it does encourage people to not only come and see us, but it gives us time to figure out exactly how we want to set it up as far as that goes.
0: Well, folks, if you're listening to this, you're already too late because g-fest will be over by the time we post this
3: (laughs) (laughs) but you can go to go to their
0: website we'll post links to the website and of course you can find them on amazon and now let's bring dane kroll in here Here tell us a little bit about your work hello everybody um
3: i'm gonna sit on this hopefully it doesn't break (laughs) why
1: are you trying to be cooler than me like it just comes <laughs> natural.
3: <laughs> I am Danji Kroll. You know, resume you want, author, TV show host. Tell um, us about your yes. what, TV show host. Oh, <laughs> I, I host a lifetime uh, a morning lifestyle show over in Northeast Kansas. So if you're in the Manhattan, Topeka, Emporia area, check me out on Fox. I
0: don't know how many I don't know how many listeners we have there. You never we're, know. Apparently, we're big in Sri Lanka. I recently <laughs> discovered. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, Sri
3: Lanka. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, Tell we'll, us
0: about, what is this, Realm of So, Realm of Gore. yes.
3: This is uh, my book series. It is, we are six books in at this moment, so anytime, jump on in, everybody, readers. It is my, I almost want to say, love letter to the kaiju universe, kaiju mm-hmm. genre, kind of inspired by the Showa era of Godzilla. And But growing up watching those movies, I always felt that there was... They needed more continuity and they needed just more follow-up I guess <laughs> uh, what so yeah ex- I'm sure. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so when I started writing um Realm of McGorio I kept that in mind of I want all the craziness all the the wackiness uh, like Godzilla versus uh, Megalon. You've got the aliens. You've got the Cetopians. You've got yes. so much stuff going on. You've got a giant robot that reprograms himself to grow big. <laughs> yes, I wanted that stuff. I wanted that comic book kind of feel to where, okay, so how do these factions all interact with each other? What's going to happen now? So, so that's what Realm of Goryo is. It's that vision come to life where we've got a civil war with aliens. We've got amphibious people in the Pacific Ocean with their own kaiju. We've got you know the shady government organization we've got a robo we've got a little bit of time travel eventually it's all kind of wrapped up in one yes spoiler alert i haven't gotten to
1: that book you haven't given
3: it it, it's <laughs> the time travel has not come in major effect yet but it's there it's there for all the readers that are reading there are time travel clues throughout this book <laughs>
0: starting in what
3: book from the very beginning <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, what's the title of that first book where should we start? um so the
3: title of the first book is rome of gorio the four pillars okay available on amazon you can check it out now okay um let's see what, what else would you like to hear i it's so hard to, to talk about this book sometimes did i see so earlier
0: that one of them is a choose your own adventure style yes
3: book? that this new year we have a choose your own adventure style book so you get a um, you're living in San Francisco, giant monster attacks, Calandra, and it's up to you to decide how to get out of the city and hopefully survive. It's not <laughs> as easy as you think.
0: Okay. We I play... No,
3: oh, Brandon did it. Great.
5: Going back. My finger didn't move. My finger didn't move. <laughs> There's, the There's the time travel. You-, so.
0: <laughs> you, always, you hold your place and you go back to where you didn't die. Exactly. We, we played a a digital fighting fantasy book on the drive up here and we died (laughs) Ah. and it was a lot of setup (laughs) the the, the opening text (laughs) for the setup before you start making choices went on for quite some time (laughs) and the number of choices before we died was not enough i think. but there's <laughs> so much
3: fun right yes. <laughs> that's yes. why it's i nice had to make one there. myself yeah. Like, yeah. i had to get in there
0: yeah but you know no, i used to read all those the, the uh, actual choose your own adventure when I was a kid and then i discovered fighting fantasy later which combined i don't know if you're familiar but it combines that with role playing hmm. so you have a character sheet and dice and so you those. you can lose health or gain it or and mark down your treasure and stuff and so cool. it's basically if you lose the fight turn to this page if you win turn to that page and then it turned into a whole role-playing game on its own. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Tangents are part of the show. Of course. Uh, that all sounds great. Uh, what's the website people can find? Those so, websites? yeah, you can by find... On Amazon, of course. Yeah,
3: Amazon, it. of course. You can go to com and that has a list of all of the Realm of Goryeo books... And I think it might have more of my other books where in the i I'm in the midst of updating the website. Oh, okay. My my laziness sometimes gets the better <laughs> of me. But yeah, so you can check out the Realm of Gloria. Obviously, we've got also horror, sci fi, fantasy going on, all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Are you
5: trying to write a book for every holiday that doesn't have a slasher in it? I would love to.
3: Like Black <laughs> We got Black Friday in there. I'm not sure what other holiday, like what other holidays we could do, but Black Friday might have some sequels one of these days. <laughs> Love
1: Everybody keeps taking my copies, so I can't
3: <laughs> I can get you a copy, Brandon. Yes. I think I know the
0: author. About, yeah. <laughs> <right now. laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And
3: it's been so much fun working with these guys with Kaiju Assault, because I think I had the first three books out when we started working together, so... After that, it became more of a challenge for me to come up with the monsters that would be fun to play with. Okay. So the fight scenes get even more elaborate and more crazy. And sometimes, like, oh, let's see, Brandon put this in the game. We knew it. And then usually he figures out a way to get in the game.
1: How often do I go... (laughs)
3: <laughs> I, yeah, I think the only one, I was like, how's he going to get Hylor in the game? But I think he actually, fig- he, it's not in the game yet, but I think he did figure out a way to make it work. I don't remember.
1: I do have some notes for that,
3: yes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, gentlemen, I know you've had a long day working in the dealer's room, so I don't want to keep you any longer, but thank you so much for stopping to talk to us here at Gfest. And uh, I look forward to checking out the game and the books. books,
3: Of course. Thank you. We recommend
0: all our listeners do the same. Thank you very much. Have a good whatever you do. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back at headquarters. Is Legion still a threat? Is Gamera a threat or is he on our side? And they mentioned having read something or remembered something about a girl who can communicate with Gamera. And then we cut to a pachinko parlor, uh, where a dead legion attacks, or a legion attacks and then dies. And then at the Northeast Regional HQ, there is another pod at uh, Sendai Subway, and it tears shit up just like the other one did at the other building. And there's another evacuation, and the pod's growing faster than the other one, and and Midori speculates because it's a warmer climate. And she is forced to evacuate. So we do get some mild drive-by sexism here, but but maybe just civilianism. Yeah, because they also do it to what's his name. Lieutenant Colonel tells her she's got to evacuate. She's like, but I wanted to, but I thought that I was in a philo situation and was gonna get a stay here through the whole thing. (laughs) And he says, no, you gotta go, and order somebody to put her on a chopper. Which doesn't go well. And then there's a woman on a crutch. Okay, I'm just not putting this together. There's a woman on a crutch. These are the ski girls from earlier, and one of them has had a skiing accident while we weren't looking. Which is why she's on a crutch now. And the other one is Asagi. The one that's helping her is Asagi. And they're trying to evacuate and getting uh trying to get to the chopper as well. And Gamera's heading towards the city. The Chopper can't take off. And, yeah, this is where I realized that the girl helping the crutch girl was uh, Asagi. Gamera flies by. Legion bursts up out of the ground and brings down Gamera. No! And uh, crutch girl falls down, and Midori helps, and they get loaded on the copter. Uh, one of the chopper choppers takes off. And Asagi's watching Gamera out the window, and there's a big fight.
4: Big fight. Fight, fight, and Gamera rips
0: off her nose. <laughs> <laughs> he does rip off a big big chunk. And Gamera is trying to protect us. Duh. And of course Midori and Asagi are on the only chopper that can't take off. And somehow, is it the the colonel? Somebody's like, Oh, the choppers have taken off except for one and he's like, ugh because he just knows. <laughs> that it's <laughs> That it's the one with Midori on it. Um, the plot is flowering and the army pulls back and then the chopper is away. And then Legion, I wrote Legion Blast. Does it do a energy weapon that we hadn't seen up till now?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does like energy whips. Like yeah. yes.
0: yes, yes, that was it. And uh, I noted that the effects with the chopper were really good. I don't know if they were using like a small remote control chopper on set or how they were doing this exactly. But the chopper's flying in front of Gamera and it looks really good. So I think it must have been a physical toy chopper on the set because it doesn't look like it's been blue screened. Uh, Legion burrows away and Midori recognizes Camera Gamera Asagi. sucks up
4: that energy whips. Yeah. Makes it more powerful!
0: But at this point, Midori's like, Hey, aren't you uh, Asagi Kusanagi? And then the army rolls out. And Gamera heads towards the pod. But the pod blows up in his face. Ah! And he ignites all the oxygen. And then there is an explosion that is not a nuclear explosion, but looks a lot like a nuclear explosion. It makes Mm -hmm. a mushroom cloud and everything. Mm -hmm. And... Sendai is annihilated. That's the city that they were in. The city is just gone. There's a huge crater left behind, which I thought was, um, I was, (laughs) I was just a bit shocked that they took out an entire city. They always, you know, trash a bunch of buildings and stuff, but they just wiped the whole city right off the map in this movie. All of it. (laughs) And we get a bunch of headlines in English no countermeasures to uh, to Legion. Danger of creature multiplication. Death hits Gamma? Question mark exclamation points. Tokyo next. There's an army meeting uh, with Maduri. They will come in full force in desperation. the, the, the Legion. The army's concerned that the Legion will come in full force, and there's no Gamera to help. So we got to hit them first. Gamera's body, though, they, although there's a crater that took out the whole city, Gamera's body is still there, just sort of frozen, calcified, petrified. Mm-hmm. And, Ugh, and
4: all the kids, like, he's gonna wake up, right? Is he gonna wake up? I'm like, yes. yeah,
0: yeah, people, he's
4: gonna wake up. Don't worry, baby.
0: In a little bit, people start gathering around his corpse, just camping out. <laughs> but we get a uh, we get some computer shit with uh, neon I don't don't know what I'm talking about here compare (laughs) with other signal some bee stuff she talks about bees she's doing more you know analogies and stuff signals and then she's taking a shower while the emergency news is on we hear Midori taking a shower but it's it's not a sexy movie shower she comes out completely robed (laughs) I don't know. They're just trying to show us that she's at home, trying to just you know, chill when more more fucking news comes. And the uh, prime minister gives a speech and tells everybody that Tokyo is next. Then we cut. Then we do get some nudity in a public bath. Uh, we get a couple of guys' butts. People watching the news in a in a public bath, which is a thing in Japan, and has been forever. You know, it's a cultural thing. And the the prime minister, but none of these people, are people we've seen up to this point in the movie. So I'm not sure what, I mean, they're just getting, you know, man on the street reactions, I guess, from the.
4: Just some good old butts. Yep. Not important <laughs> butts, but just some butts.
0: <laughs> the uh, prime minister is giving his constitutional justification for deploying the self-defense force. He, he's assuring because, you know, Japan has doesn't have a, they have a self-defense force. They don't have a um, offensive force that can only use it for self-defense under their constitution. They can't attack anybody. So he is just laying the groundwork to say the constitutional requirements have been met. We are under attack. I am activating the defense force. We (laughs) need
4: Gamera's help. Yeah, that too. Just say it. Say you need his help. (laughs) In the
0: subtitles, he says, so I'm ordering the defense force to deploy, but in the dub, he says, to deploy and destroy. (laughs) because somebody thought that sounded cool so the defense force rolls out there's news reports channel channel 6 news captor midori and the colonel have a moment where she tells him i was hoping for a philo basically does that walk away and then stop and turn around colonel yes be careful which means i love you but this doesn't go anywhere it goes nowhere Uh, some old guy talks about a fire. There's a bunch of guys standing around, uh, you know, waiting for shit to happen, and this oh, old guy's talking about Oh, he doesn't. A,
4: he's yeah. He's saying he's not talking about a fire. He's saying that when yeah. he was a kid, he like the things that they were had to run from were fires,
0: right? Not, but there was some
4: giant kaiju,
0: right? But there was always some people that ran into the fire, and today I'm gonna here ready to run into the fire, or words to that effect. Uh, Midori and Asagi are at the airport they're the only ones catching a plane going north why there are any planes going north is beyond me that should not be allowed at this point
4: well it's so so Asagi can get to Gamera obviously right
0: <laughs> but it sounds, but it looks like they're just getting on a commercial flight they're not chartering a private flight they're just getting the one flight towards danger and yeah she tells us that Gamera is still alive she knows it uh there's choppers and tracking tracking legion choppers are tracking legion tanks go there's no radio no radio communication only telephone communication and ubitsu is in a very purple coat for some reason and this is when he's told to go fuck off he's like but uh but philo but i was been here but the colonel's but like I've no you're civilian yeah civilian you gotta go But hey, we'll buy you... The captain's like, we'll buy you a beer when this is all over. (laughs) You've earned it. Uh, But he sends him to the... He doesn't make him totally evacuate. He tells him to go to the communications center. And it's nighttime in the city of Ashikaga. Ashikaga? At the foot of Mount Akayuki. But, uh, But also, meanwhile, at the same time at Sendai Station, formerly Sendai Station, now the rubble of Sendai Station... And Gamera's corpse, people are hanging out and they're having trash can fires and just sort of there to give Gamera good vibes or something. Just praying. I don't know what they're... Yeah, they're they just all...
4: there like, for the hope. People need yeah. hope. And they're yep. just there hoping that Gamera's going to wake up with all... If they're all supporting together. You That's know, right. you are correct.
0: Legion confronts the ta- Tanks camera oh, is like a kid because his mom is like biggest camera okay he's just sleeping honey it's okay uh-huh. legion takes out 50% of the tanks and they retreat and call for more air support planes come in bombing and he sends small legions to get the planes the big one breaks through the first defense line and then there's this weird shit going on with the embers from the fires and Asagi's amulet And all the glowing embers sort of swarm around Gamera and the good vibes work. He comes back to life, Mm -hmm. but the amulet breaks in her hand and cuts her.
4: Yeah, Gamera's awakened, but only at the sacrifice of his human connection.
0: Mm -hmm. And I wrote, go Gamera! He heads towards uh, Asakagi and the big one. Uh, And he does a big sliding landing. Five, what? Legion is heading north towards the big one? I don't know what I'm writing right here. There's some general. We've seen this guy before. I'm assuming he's a general because he's above the lieutenant colonel, who doesn't want to help camera. And uh, Obitsu's on the phone trying to get more power to some kind of power lines that they've set up. This was a little unclear. I mean, we okay. see what happens in in a minute, but I don't think they fully laid out this part of the plan, unless he just comes up with it. So the Legion lands on a bunch of power lines and I think he was calling for more power to attract them to these power lines. There's this weird power grid kind of thing, not just your normal lines. It's, and they, they land on it. Uh, and the captain and the colonel convince the general to let them act and they deploy some anti-tank helicopters and we get a big monster fight.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Legion does some kind of power up. And heads to the second line of defense. Uh, what, something about camera. I don't know what the hell I wrote.
4: Maybe it's that his chest opens up. Yes. And reveals a plasma cannon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
4: that's what you wrote. Cause holy shit. I think I
0: wrote G beaten, but then he gets back up. Obitsu arrives, He grabs his purple coat and goes, and he shows up. Fight, fight, fight. I wrote, G down. Army, aim at Legion. Help G. Small Legions get shocked on the wires. Obitsu has a fight with the power plant manager. Uh, (laughs) Get rid of transmitters on something. Small Legion appears and the captain kills it. Gamera bites off one of Legion's arms or limbs or whatever. Claw things. It's
4: like her, like spike, like some sort of spike. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Yeah, and I'm then Legion suddenly saying. has laser tentacles. The big one is past the last barricade, and G goes down again. Helicopters attack the power lines where the other legions are hanging out. The big one, big one, something. The big one but does then something he to it.
4: Stands up. He looks at the sky he
0: roars Light shines
4: down upon him (laughs) yes
0: uh midori bandages asagi while this is going on and then uh golden lights gamma absorbing power chest blast yeah this he sucks up a bunch of power from i'm not sure where and from her from her
4: energy whips her fire laser whips
0: she, yes, like, fires like,
4: laser whips into Gamera, and he just, like, absorbs it, and it just powers him up.
0: Yeah, he's like, ha you fool. You're only really making me more powerful. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and, and as you say, his kind of chest opens up and has a laser cannon inside or something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, oh, shit! Sure.
0: <laughs> and, uh somebody says somebody says this i wrote down there's your defense line <laughs> gamma wins the sun rises and gamma rockets away and all the soldiers stand there and salute him as he flies away
4: yeah and he and well, like looks accomplished. back at all of them he kind of like looks back at all the humans like yeah. i love you you dumb <laughs> motherfuckers i'll be back
0: <laughs> and asagi says sayonara and then when it's all over, Midori and Obitsu have a little chat on the street, but do not have a love match or anything. <laughs> uh, they just have a little bit of a wrap-up talk about everything that just happened and what might happen. And then closing theme with a lot of la-la-la-la-la-las in it. <laughs>
4: They have a talk about what might happen if Gamera ever looked at humanity and as an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically like, well, thank God that guy's on our side. Yes.
0: <laughs> Honeybee, how many stars do you give Gamera against Legion? Uh, Gamera versus... Gamora oh, Gamera 2, Attack of Legion.
4: I think... Oh, man. Because, like, I love Guardian of the Universe so much and i can't decide if i like this one as much or better like i can't decide which one is better and i'm pretty sure i gave that one five stars so i guess i'm going to have to give this one five stars well i'd say like a 4.8 like it's high it's high up there for me mm-hmm. for sure what about you i
0: 4 i think i think i gave it 4 in the past
4: okay. yeah pretty did you sure. like did you like the first one better than this one
0: ah uh... I don't know. I think about the same.
4: I feel like they're really close. Yeah, like they're they're really freaking close.
0: Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's very good. And there's no Godzilla going on at this time. So, camera's really keeping things alive in the kaiju yeah. arena at this time. But there is about to be, even though there's no Godzilla, there's about to be some Mosara. Ah! In the same year which will be next week's episode, Rebirth of Mothra, the first oh, in a trilogy yeah, of I'm Mothra freaking movies.
4: freaking Oh, my God. Uh... <sighs> I'm p-
0: pretty sure that those are also available on uh, Prime, but I, I, Prime? I haven't checked. I haven't checked. But I think you can watch them online. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll probably have some more G-Fest interviews included in the show. At least one. And we'll look at Rebirth of Mothra next week. Folks, if you enjoy the show, please tell your friends. Follow us on all the socials. Go to our website, mmftg.com. You can find the links to all our other stuff there, including our Patreon, where we are doing some special patron-only episodes. We're looking at the lyrics of Science Fiction Double Feature, where any moment now we will have an episode about Forbidden Planet. But I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I have been Precious D. And
4: I have been Honey Bee.
0: Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements.
4: And please do not misuse science.
0: We won't see you. But you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash (laughs) mmftg.